Welcome to the One by One Show. I am Manoj, your host. This week, we'll be going over topics on podcasting and how you can start your own freelancing websites and when to use and when to stop using them. VS Code's Workbench.Editor.Enable Preview setting and why you should disable it. How to select fonts to use for your next project. What will and what does set us apart from artificial intelligence? Current projects I'm working on, Ice Ages and Elon Musk. And finally, using chat GPT and GPT-3 to come up with product descriptions for my e-commerce website, oddcuriosity.com. Let's start with podcasting. Last week was the launch of the first or rather the zeroth episode, one by one show. It was a struggle at first, deciding between using platforms for recording and hosting both. There are so many options out there. Uh, most of them are priced around a $10, $20 a month mark. Then there are platforms like Alidoo that essentially do everything for you, including recording, cleaning up, using AI, to edit the audio and hosting it along with publishing it to various podcasting services. Uh, my favorite is and was rss.com for hosting the podcasting files or rather the audio files. rss.com provides a service where you can record your podcast and upload it and share it using rss.com and RSS.com will automatically generate an XML or RSS file that is required to publish your podcast um, to Apple Podcast and other sources. It will also create a website for you or rather a web page. So I started using RSS.com last week and I created a one by one show into my account and then deleted it. I was just checking and playing around with the interface and then when I try to recreate the podcast in my account dashboard the RSS URL that I wanted wasn't available anymore even though it was available before and once I deleted the podcast from my account the URL was locked up this is when I decided to do everything but podcast analytics on my own so essentially right now, this podcast is hosted on a bucket in the cloud using Backblaze's B2 storage, which is super easy to use. I, there's a free tier that gives you about 10 GB of storage, more than enough to start your podcast. The website, onebyone.show, is hosted um, using card.co, which is essentially, again, very affordable to use. And essentially, it's a good platform to launch your one-page website, so validating your ideas, so on and so forth. This was then followed by me creating the RSS file by hand and hosting the RSS file in the same bucket as with the audio files on the same Backblaze's P2 bucket. The recording part, the podcasting process was again a deliberation between using Audacity, which is an open source software, Adobe's Audition, Descript, and a couple of others. I ultimately ended up using Descript. It's a great software. 
which is making it very easy for me to edit these podcasts before publishing them. And uh, essentially, I'm still using their free tier, which is more than enough if you're starting out as a podcaster. So if you don't want to host the podcast on your own or create the RSS file on your own, I would suggest going with rss.com and Descript. These two make it super simple to launch your own podcast. I would have stayed with rss.com if I had gotten my RSS feed URL back from them. To use Descript, uh, it's pretty simple. Sign up at Descript, download their desktop tool or app. Um, they have a very quick introduction video, about five minutes or so. And once you follow the video, uh, it's super easy to just get started and, you know, publish a podcast. RSS.com also offers the service of publishing a podcast to services like Spotify, Podcaster, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, on and so forth. But if you end up doing this manually, you'll have to submit the RSS file once to whatever services you want to publish a podcast to. One by One Show currently is published on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Again, recording it just once using the script and then manually editing the RSS file and that's about it. Of course, uploading the files to the bucket. Do note, I'm not being paid by any of these services. This is a free and honest review. Uh, if you would like to know more about how to go about starting your podcast, a post will be up soon on the blog. Let's talk about freelancing. There are some times when I'm being asked about using sites like freelancer.com, upward.com by someone who wants to start freelancing themselves. And I thought it a good topic to talk about on the podcast. So let me share my thoughts and experience on using freelancing websites like freelancer.com, upwork.com, etc. Most of these freelancing sites work by making freelancers bid on projects that to be respective clients have posted on the platforms. At first, when freelancing using the internet was new or when these sites were launched and were in their heyday, using these sites to hunt for clients all the time was fine. But now, most of the senior freelancers I know hunt new clients by themselves and do not like using these freelancing sites. This list of freelancers include me too. Simply because you end up in a price war with other freelancers, devaluing their and your own work and services. This creates a demotivated environment for you and your work suffers and your clients suffer. Don't get me wrong. Today, sites like Freelancer.com are great to use, but for finding clients and finding work initially, when you're just starting out, when you have just gotten your feet wet with freelancing, they are a great choice to get your first few clients. And I did exactly that. I used Freelancer and other couple of sites to get my first few clients when I was looking for clients internationally and wanted to own an USD. Once I had a pipeline order, one that 
It did not require me to depend on these sites. I let go. I still have the reviews on freelancer.com and other sites though. And they come in handy. Let's change gears and talk about VS Code for a minute or so. So essentially this week, it was a little irritating that when I was using VS Codium, which is the free open source version of VS Code, there were some files that I had to look up and compare with whatever code I was writing at that moment in time. And it just so happens that VS Code and VS Codium both come with this setting on. And if it's on when you open a file and do not edit the file and open another file, the previously opened file disappears from the editor. And this is, can get irritating. So do yourself a favor. If you find yourself opening various files to compare code or look up code or whatever without wanting to edit these files, shut down this one setting and your workflow will improve. So essentially go into your settings in VS Code or preferences if you're on Mac, go to Workbench and under Workbench Editor or Editor Settings and just search for where it says Preview and disable that. Once you do that, you can open these files and these files will stay in the editor until you close them. And it saves a lot of time going back and forth, opening the same file again and comparing code and whatever. Let's talk about design. Again, I got asked how to decide what fonts to use for your site projects or for websites, or how do you decide what kind of type of font would look good on a design or what would be suitable for an interface that you're building. So essentially I decided it was a good topic again to speak about it here. I also tweeted about it during the course of the last week. So avoid using thin weights on small font sizes, avoid narrow width fonts, make sure that the font or the type is tall enough and has an adequate excite. Uh, when choosing serifs, make sure that the details can guide the eye. Usually, if you're worried about accessibility or want your interface to be more readable, uh, the best you could do is to stick with system fonts like Georgia, which is my favorite, Helvetica, Arial, Verdana. These are the fonts that you would end up using if CSS did not have font face or you could not use font face. So we grew up using these and essentially almost everyone is trained reading them on screens. So it's a safe bet. If you have to use a custom font, check out universalsans.com. I'll have the link below in the description. It's a great site. Uh, so basically it's a award-winning platform where you can customize the typeface. You can also learn about creating typefaces or creating fonts by yourself as you play around. It's a little busy at first, but if you play around enough, you'll understand how things work and you can create a font that works for your next project. All right. Okay. So let's switch gears again and talk about some opinionated philosophies. Essentially, I was just thinking about what will and what does set us apart from artificial intelligence. Mm, I seem to reach one conclusion after viewing a lot of videos and 
comparing some articles online, so on and so forth. And that con conclusion is articulation, at least until a general AI comes in or we get to the singularity. I think the one thing that will set us apart is articulation. The art of using words to communicate clearly in a well-defined manner will set us apart. At least that's what I think. And at least for some time. Let me know your thoughts on this. All right. Um, so what am I building currently? Um, I'm actually stretched between three projects. Oh, one is basically indefiniteloop.com. So the stack over there is Catsby with Sanity. So complete redesign and complete makeover of that site. And the blog from there is being moved to manojsachwani.com. So all the posts from indefinite loop will now be shifted over to manojsachwani.com. Manojsachwani.com is built using Hugo at Antailwind. It took a lot of time to change stuff from what was being used on indefinite loop before as a stack, which was basically Jekyll, Ruby, uh, Markdown, and so on and so forth, to something in Hugo with custom shortcodes, etc. Uh, so it's done. Uh, hopefully this week or the next, both sites will be completed and online. Third thing I'm working about is basically content and posting products on Hot Curiosity. So I make sure once a week, I at least put up three products on my e-commerce platform, hotcuriosity.com. That's what brings us to the next topic using chat GPT and GPT-3 to generate product descriptions for your products on your e-commerce site or platform. So I think it's a great idea to create like a plugin for Shopify, which I might or might not do. Could feed it a bunch of product descriptions that you like around the web or whatever, and then ask it to create product descriptions for your own products. I think that's a time saver, especially if you are the only person running an e-commerce store. I was playing around with that and the results were quite good. Although none of this has been released online, I think I might be using GPT-3 for product descriptions probably next month or next to next month, depending on my workload. And the last topic for today would be Ice Ages and Elon Musk. Elon Musk, six months ago in a three-hour podcast, um, I think the podcast is called Full Send Podcast and it's on YouTube. Answer the question that the host asked and it was about going down the rabbit hole of Ice Ages and he's like, if you wanted to know more about history, learn about Ice Ages and go down that rabbit hole. And that we are actually currently in an ice age. And this sounded very interesting. So I set about going down the rabbit hole myself. And it is indeed a rabbit hole. And it brings into perspective the thought that we don't know much about our own planet, especially after a certain time frame. So basically around 12,000, 11,900 years ago. Beyond that, we don't know much about our planet. And all of this was interesting in various ways in the books that you read or the books that are recommended by the school or the textbooks that come to you to learn from in your school and colleges, etc. out there. 
there's a lot we don't know. And with that, that's all for this week's episode of One by One Show. I hope you found it informative and interesting enough to give it a listen. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me on social media. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.